Amen. Welcome to Studying in the Word. I am Minister Michelle Carter Douglas, and with me today we have our blessed brothers and sisters in Christ. We have sisters Patricia Carter. Amen. Good evening. Sister Nicole Carter, good evening. Good evening. Sister Arlessa R. Douglas, good evening. Brothers Desmond Mohammed, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Amen. Brother Brylin Douglas, good evening. Praise God. Brother Patrick Douglas, good evening. Goodbye. <laughs> Good evening. <sighs> okay, that is the comedian of the family. With that being said, it's, it's truly a blessing to uh, feast upon God's nourishment. Uh, with that being said, Sister Patricia, would you bless us with evening prayer? Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, my sister. With that being said, uh, anyone would like to share the recap of last week's Bible study? Yes. 
alleged, but I know one point with the special definition, which is a legal or formal recognized union of two people as partners, usually a man and a woman, the dignity is the person, you know, it's a helpmate, it's a union that is joined by the blessings of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our, our Lord. Mm -hmm. It's different than just, you know, what we think of marriage here on this earth, which is a legal document. Mm -hmm. So with God, it's a union of souls and spirits where you become, you truly become one, mm -hmm. mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And your father is Lord and Savior, and you promise to be true to each other and live according to his holy will. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much, my sister. Thank you so much. Uh, anyone else would like to share a little bit of uh, what they got from last week's uh, Bible study? Amen. Well, briefly, uh, we did go over uh, chapters 17, 18, and 19 in Genesis. And um, it entailed uh, in Genesis uh, 17 when Abraham was 99 years of age, uh, the Lord appeared to him. And uh, just embraced by God's presence, Abraham fell face down. And he then, uh, the Lord that God Almighty, then renamed Abram to Abraham. Amen. So that was a, a, a beautiful thing. And then we also uh, read about the covenant um, in chapter 17. And Genesis 18, uh, wait for that. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 18, we read about the three visitors uh, where the Lord God Almighty appeared to Abraham um, and actually broke bread with uh, God. God came down with the two angels and broke bread with Abraham. And that was, uh, uh, I, I believe that reading really opened up my heart to, to know that God is such a personal God, you know, where uh, Sarah burst out laughing when uh, she heard about that she was going to have a baby and she felt she was too old. And when God called her on it, uh, she said, I didn't laugh. And, and God is, the, you know, sometimes we think God is is, is such a, 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 you know, like an unapproachable God we will think that maybe he will say something to the fact, how dare you lie to me? Turn back to dust or something like that. No, God was like, yeah, you laughed, you know? So God is a God of humor. He He is such a personal uh, uh, God that you could talk to, that you could joke with, that you could just be real with, 
you know, and uh, that was in Genesis chapter 18. Also, Abraham pleads for Sodom. So we see advocating, um, you know, example here in this chapter. Um, in Genesis 19, we read about how Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Um, you know, uh, and actually, I believe we're going to leave off on Genesis chapter 19. We're going to begin that reading the entire uh, Genesis chapter 19 in detail um, to, to uh, see exactly what transpired here in Sodom and Gomorrah. And from that, we're going to move forward into our discussion <coughs> this evening, <coughs> the importance of marriage over some examples and how we can stay virtuous, you know, in, in times of, of feeling vulnerable, you know, and, um, you know, and, uh, look up some scriptures that can encourage us and to stay, you know, uh, faithful to our God. Uh, with that being said, we are going to take a brief break and we are going to come back and we are going to read our daily pray, our daily bread reading for today which is february 3rd amen amen we will be right back with studying in the word in our storms we have god too Written by Michelle Carter Douglas, Rylan Douglas, Arlessa R. Douglas, Patrick M. Douglas. This collection of prayers is offered to the home for parents and their children, not only focusing on relationships between husband and wife, but the relationships between parent and child, child and parent, and people within the community. James 5.16, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Behind our closed doors, we pray together and we offer our fervent prayers to the world. 1 John 5.14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen. Sharing a prayer from the book. Strength in our marriage. God is our strength. Heavenly Father, as my spouse and I come before you, we send praise and gratitude. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thank you for everything you have done for us, both as individuals and together. As I hold my spouse's hand, we give our praise. Please, Sovereign Lord, cover our homes, our lives, our families with the blood of Jesus. At times, the wind consumes us, and we begin to feel as though we are drifting apart. Seldom have the raging waters tried to drown our hopes and dreams. 
We ask you, Almighty God, to embrace us and give my spouse and me strength. Give us strength, Heavenly Father, individually and in our union. Give us the strength and endurance during opposition of the enemy's tactics. Give us the strength during temptations. Give us the strength to endure physical and mental trials. Oh, Heavenly Father, strengthen our mind, heart, spirit, and souls. Yes, Father, we find refuge and strength in your holy word and presence. We find strength calling on your holy name. We have strength in your divine love and nurturing presence. Heavenly Father, you are our strength. In our marriage with God, we can survive all things. This we pray in Jesus Christ's holy name. This book is available right now on Amazon.com. Welcome back to Studying in the Word. I am Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas, and we will uh, begin this uh, session of our Bible study with Sister Nicole reading the Daily Bread reading for February the 3rd, entitled, We Are Strangers. How fitting for what we're going to be reading today. Uh, Sister Nicole, if you would bless us with the reading. Yeah, my throat is a little bit sore today, but I'm trying to do the, the best I can. This weather was really, really mm-hmm. bad today. I understand. And, uh, do you want me to read it for you? Um, let me see. Um, just give me one second. Um, I think I'm doing okay, Mama. Thank you, though. Uh, we are strangers. I think it's Anstetus. Mm-hmm. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Leviticus 19:34. Leviticus, the 19th chapter, 32nd through 37th verse. Everything felt drastically different in their new country, new language, schools customs, traffic, and weather. <clears throat> they wonder how they would ever adjust. People from a nearby church gathered around them to help them in their new life in a new land. Patty took the couple shopping at a local food market to show them what's available and how to purchase items. As they wandered around the market, their eyes widened and they smiled broadly when they saw their favorite fruit from their homeland, pomegranates. They brought one for each of their children and even placed one in Patty's hands and gratefulness. The small fruit and new friends brought big comfort in their strange new land. God, through Moses, gave a list of laws for his people, which included a command to treat foreigners among them as your native-born, Leviticus 19, chapter 34, verse. Love them as yourself, God further commanded. Jesus called this the second greatest commandment after loving God, Matthew, the 22nd chapter, 39th verse. For even God watches over the foreigner. 
Song of David 146, night verse. Besides obeying God as we help new friends adapt to life in our country, we may be reminded that we too, in a real sense, are strangers on earth. Hebrews 11, 13. And we'll grow in our anticipation of the new heavenly land to come. Who might God want you to look after? In what ways has he gifted you to spread his love to others? To pass it up, I understand a little what it feels like to be a stranger in the world. Lead me to an encourager of others, foreigners and strangers. Amen. Amen. So let's look at these questions. Who might God want you to look after? Secondly, in what ways has he gifted you to spread his love to others? Anyone want to share that? Uh-huh. Who might God want you to look after? I think God will want me to look after myself first. Reason being is I can't help anybody first until I help I can't help anybody else until I help myself first. I have to be able to be prayed up. I have to learn how to be faithful so I can teach others. Mm -hmm. And the second part of the question was? The second part of the question is, in what ways has he gifted you to spread his love to others? Okay. Um, he gifted me by giving me the trade of barbering and allowing me to have people to sit in my chair so I can come converse with them and I can help people to pray teach them how to pray, talk to them about praying, um, answer questions that they may have and lead them in a direction if I don't have the answer to somebody who might have the answer that they're looking for. Okay. Amen. Amen. Uh, anyone else like to share? Um, I can answer. Amen. Um, Again, obviously being a mother and an aunt, I feel that uh, foremost, uh, God put me on this earth to protect, um, and I say my children, inclusive of my niece and my nephews and my daughter, and even my goddaughter, Nicole, and also um, my, my sister in Christ, my blood sister, Minister Michelle Carter Douglas, and my mother, Sister Patricia Carter, and how he has enabled, and also all the patients that I've taken care of, 
uh, God, I've done the best that I could when I was a nurse and a practitioner to either save their lives or make their lives better. And uh, how he has enabled me to do that is obviously giving me um, some level uh, of understanding and comprehension of the, his intricate uh, systems in his body, how he made us, and try and understand a little bit about how that works to take care of people and also financially um, to make it where I was able to have um, some type of um, steady employment uh, to, to help others. Um, because I feel, um, I used to tell um, new nurses, you know, you look at that person in that bed like they're your mother, your father, your, your family. And that's how we're supposed to look at our neighbors. You know, when you look at somebody, even somebody being mean to you, and you look at that person as this is still someone that God created, then that hate or, or dislike that you have to that person, um, if you up again a Christ life, that goes away. That goes away. Mm -hmm. And you have either pity for them or you pray for them. How, you know, Brother Desmond said, you know, have people in his chair as a, uh, you know, barber and, you know, he prayed for them or led them to people that could, you know, pray for them depending on what circumstances they were going through. So that's what we're supposed to do, you know, is it, not, you know, look at each other as enemies, but more as each other as one body under Christ, loving each other. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, anyone else? Thank you. I think sometimes, you know, we don't even know who God wants you to look after. But sometimes it seems like somebody will just come to you. At least in my case, sometimes people just come to you, come to me, and they just start talking. And I used to get so frustrated. And, you know, I just want to sit here for a minute in my own quiet little world, on my break or whatever. And just, you know, walking around the store, and people would just come and say, you know, just say, well, you know, God bless you. Uh, you know, uh, this is this thing has happened, and I, I don't know what to do, or I'm just, you know, frustrated, and I've got a problem, and I'm over okay. And I just want to teach them, and then we just go away. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes people say, thank you for listening. That work of has happened. And then I think, you know, like he also wants each and every one of us. We have family. Yes. He wants each and every one of us to look after all our loved ones and family members. Amen. You know, you do your best for all, your neighbors, your family. You know, he wants us all to look after each other. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's all about love, about love. And then I think all of us on this clear line, he has made it where we show our love by doing the things that we do through this prayer line. Uh, the giveaways. You know, sometimes we don't think that's a big deal, but I've been on the other side of receiving. Yes. In fact, I got a couple cans of some food and a piece of meat. I was so appreciative of it's more than what I had. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But, you know, and I had children, and you know, 
And then there are some that just say, you know, um, you need a ride somewhere because you're walking all the time or something. Because sometimes, you know, I didn't have a ride to go somewhere. And they see me walking and they have seen me, you know, I have moved and lived in the neighborhood. And I have seen them. I said, well, yeah. And it's fun. Sometimes I, people would say, you know, when I finally, you know, I think my baby brother gave me a call and my father gave me a car. And I was, you know, he's so happy to say, you know, one of the ladies was, could you give me a ride to the grocery store? I said, sure. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've been there where I've taken my babies and had them walk with me because the grocery store went far. Each one of them had to take a bag and I take a bag because sometimes we didn't get a ride all the time. And to me, those are ways I look back and I think that taught them to be more caring with people. Yes. Yeah. And then there's all the tribulations and you can talk peace about things, but you know, you get angry and I did say something to somebody. But, you know, let them know that, you know, the kids, I believe, would yell something because they did have a lot of parental attention. Uh, mm -hmm. Somebody's waiting on the bus for them. If I couldn't be there, I didn't have a lot of money, but I would pay my girlfriend's daughter to be there or the lady next door that lives a to make sure that a reliable person could be there to get my children. There were times my mother didn't have to work that day, and my father would go make sure there was always somebody to, what I'm saying, to see about them. They always had a meal somewhere, you know what I mean, wherever they went. There was a cook meal for them. Um, you know, if they need to see the doctor, they had what I'm saying, they had somebody
and they said now that he passed away, the people in that community is down in some Griswold or something Alabama. They are trying to get a final donation so that when people do talk to these drugs, that they be able to purchase their medication. Nobody didn't know he was doing it. So if he, you know, that sticker was passed and then passed away. There's been a little small act of kindness and love grows. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord wants us to do, you know. And he wants us all to look after each other. Because, you know, you don't have to do anything big all the time. Sometimes that's you know, you do what you can. I think that's right. Somebody, hello, how are you doing today? Somebody tell them. Some people don't even hear that. No. Sometimes people are so concerned with themselves and the selfishness, you know, that they forget where God has brought them. You know? And which brings me to answering this question. Who might God want you to look after? Uh, Before I answer that, I'm going to reread these uh, few sentences out of the Daily Bread reading today. Um authored by Anne Cetus. God, through Moses, gave a list of laws for his people, which included a command to treat foreigners among them as your native born. Leviticus 19.34. Love them as yourself. God further commanded, Jesus called this the second greatest commandment after loving God, Matthew twenty two thirty nine, And when I think of those commandments, God has ordained me to look after not only my family, my children, my close friends, but the lost souls that God has ordained for me. The the people that went through what I went through and worse. You know, um, and I thank him for that. He gifted, to answer this Uh, Second question, in what ways has he gifted you to spread his love to others? Through writing, through ministry, through motivational speaking, everything. You know, and and then it's, it's, it's God's buffet. Because when I'm feeling down and I question my purpose, God never fails to bring somebody in my presence that has said, you know what? There was something that you said that encouraged me. There was something that you wrote that encouraged me. Um, I heard something on the podcast that was encouraging. And the flip side of this 
is the fact I could get on the phone with someone. Like my sister, like my mother, like Brother Desmond, like my kids. Today, I went to go see uh, Mrs. Blakely, Deborah Blakely of uh, Ozone Business Gallery. Such an inspirational meeting. You know, the presence of God. And, and that's what I'm so thankful because... Jesus was feeding the crowd before the fish and the bread. Jesus was healing the people before he laid hands upon them. And there was a time he needed fed. And the angels came to minister to him. The Bible talks about it. Iron sharpens iron. Let us be the iron that congregate with the iron so that we can be sharpened and help save the lost souls that God has ordained for us. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. With that being said, amen. Compassionate God, I understand a little what it feels like to be a stranger in this world. Lead me to be an encourager of others, foreigners, and strangers. For further study, read Walk With Me, Traveling With Jesus and Others on Life's Road at discoveryseries.org backslash courses backslash walk hyphen with hyphen me hyphen traveling hyphen with hyphen Jesus hyphen and hyphen others hyphen on hyphen lives hyphen road backslash period so and and this reading can be found on the our daily bread uh website i encourage everybody to go to that and also uh subscribe subscribe to them donate to them they definitely are doing god's work amen amen we will be right back with studying in the word where we will be picking up and reading uh, out of the book of Genesis chapter 19. Rhea, Isaac, Egypt, and Noah presents the resurrection story. This book will take you on the journey from creation through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Answering questions, why do we die boiled eggs? Or what is the significance of an Easter bunny? And much more. The presence of the Lord surrounded Amelia and her family. The Holy Spirit filled their household with love, joy, and peace. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grew from a young babe in the manger into a young boy. 
He worked alongside his earthly father, Joseph, as a carpenter and worshiped our heavenly father with all of his heart. Years went by and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ performed many miracles and preached to many, many people. And this full-length color book written by Michelle Carter Douglas, her sons, Patrick M. Douglas, Rylan Douglas, and her daughter, Arlesa Douglas, was also illustrated by her children, Patrick, Rylan, and Arlesa. What a beautiful book to bring in all holidays. This book is written by a family for the family. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Rhea, Isaac, Egypt, and Noah presents The Resurrection Story. Amen. Welcome back to Studying in the Word. I am Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas, and we are here with the Carters, the Douglases, and Mohammed. Praise God. Uh, let's take a look into the book of Genesis, chapter 19, and we will be reading out of the NIV translation. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. No, they answered, we will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, where are the men who came into you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, no, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do what you like with them, but don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out of our way, they replied. This fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he wants to play the judge? We'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and move forward to break down the door. Let's look at these nine scriptures. What is some of the insight that comes to mind uh, with you all? Sex. I'm sorry, what? He said sex. 
No, what insight, what 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 uh what what understanding um, what did you get from these scriptures, these nine scriptures? I think the fact that they wanted to, they were pressing forward. They wanted to raise these men. You get what I'm saying? They wanted to raise the angels. They, they kept pushing forward. They were wicked. To me, it sounds like they were demonic. Kind of like, and, and I think it's just like this. Kind of like they were pushing it, trying to push it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, to me it sounds demonic. Like Satan is, I mean, it's homosexuality mm-hmm. that they displayed. Mm-hmm. And inside the Bible, it has Adam and Eve, not Steve and Steve, not Jill and Tammy, because they have to approach it. And it was trying to take it out of context. That's that's what I'm looking at. But hold, hold on, hold on. Okay, let me. Okay, Pastor. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, Sister Nicole. Yes, ma'am. I was, what I was getting from is the two angels was trying to protect, and the men of Sodom wanted to have homosexuality and sex with these two angels. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Unless that's. No, no, you are you are quite right. It was um it was the the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, men. They were men of Sodom and Gomorrah, which God already said he was gonna destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, so it was the men in this community that looked upon the angels of God Almighty. Now, the angels are already in Lot's house. They're eating, minding their own business, fellowshipping. Right, right, fellowshipping. And these treacherous people uh, basically were stalking them. That's They were stalking them. Because they watched them go in the house. So they approached Lot's door, the audacity, and tell Lot, those men that went in there, bring them on out. And they said, so we can have sex with them. And Lot saying, don't do this wicked thing. Now, Lot's mindset, okay, he has two daughters that's never been with a man, okay? And he's saying this fornication basically is is less of a grievous sin than what they're talking about. You follow me so far? Because in in studying the word, I believe transparency, honesty is the best case. Now, if I I have a guest, I don't care if, if uh, if they go to church, if they don't go to church. If somebody is in my house underneath my care, 
I protect him with my life. Uh, Pastor? Yes, ma'am. Because I was just going to ask about that because what those, I know they were wrong, those people were wrong. But honestly, I got two daughters. And you know, you got to, I'm a woman, I'm just being real here, and you're a virgin, you've never been with a man, and these people are breaking the door to get down. I'm not going to offer it. I'm not gonna offer them up either. I'm gonna I'm gonna protect those men, but I just I can't be offering up my two daughters to be used either. Well, I'm in agreement, Sister Pat. I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I had a problem with two ministers. That's the only thing that watched that I had a problem with. Well you know that probably it's probably just be real. That kind of stuff and being with somebody like that, I mean, we all know probably would you probably would have died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Because I now see, and 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 that's why I love our Bible study because we're real. Now I'm just saying, okay, for me, everybody underneath my roof, this is today. And my kids is grown, they taller than me, they bigger than me. My niece is taller than me. Her husband taller than me. I will die for me and I. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody in my watch, in my care, regardless, I'm going to die for me and mine. Now, now, and I'm just going to be, because there's a lot of them. There's there's more than them than it is of people in the house. We, we, we ride for Jesus. We love our God. Now, me, if I'm in that, if I'm in that situation, I'm going to tell them, you know what, y'all go right on down the road and I'm going to have them, you know, come on down there in about three hours. Cause I know God's going to destroy the city anyway. So they're going to sit there and they're going to be waiting. They're going to die. You understand? Yeah. I, I, I'm not offering up anything in my house that's breathing. Yeah. Now you can have you a piece of bread and get out of here. And you can have a piece of bread and go, you know. But as soon as you start saying, bring somebody out here to have sex with them, y'all, y'all better go. But like I said, in that time, I said, look, we'll meet you on down the road. Go on and, and we'll be right there. Now, if they start all that foolishness, I told you, no. But see, this is a key thing in, in studying in the word. God already knew because we about to read about this now and, and this is the beauty of the lord because he knows our hearts and the way it transpires and pans out i don't think lot honestly was serious about offering his two daughters i i, I because I, I, I don't know, but I'm just I'm just assuming. But we're gonna we're gonna read the rest of this. But I'm in agreement. I, I no, I'm not offering nobody. Okay. Now not to be indignant or ignorant, and God, you know my heart. That's why you call me behind closed doors. I might offer myself, you know, but I ain't offering nobody else. Um, and, and Lord, forgive me for saying that. My son Patrick just looked at me with this very 
a saddened face. Struck him blind. 
Mm-hmm. And and what I I want people before we read uh verses twenty one through uh twenty nine, I I would like to to just allow people to resonate in the power of God. The power <coughs> the power of God. He already know what's going on. He already knows. That's why he's already made a decision. And also, he's always, and, and you know what? Mrs. Blakely talked about this. God always provides a way out. Uh, who would like to read verses 21 through 29? Very well. I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zor. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Solomon and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah toward all the land of the plain and he saw dense smoke rising from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that had mm. overthrew the city where Lot had lived. And you see here in these scriptures, powerful. While some people talk about cursing, remember God's promise to Abraham. I will bless those that bless you. Curse those that curse you. Even in the midst of Abraham and Lot having their disagreement, God remembered Lot because of Abraham. So when we are blessed, it's a reminder to me, it ain't about Michelle. My blessings come from God. And the people that had a covenant with God, that God remembers me. Sometimes, and and I'm just going to be honest about this, I used to receive these blessings. And I used to be like, you see this? And I used to think this, I'm so righteous. People, they come at me and they do things and God is steady blessing me because I'm righteous. I used to think this. And God had to sit me down and talk to me through scriptures and through studying. Baby, it's not all about you. It's about them kids that I bless you with. It's about the mama that... I bless you with the sister that bless you, I bless you with, your aunts and uncles, your grandparents, the covenant I've had with them. That's why there's a song that said people make the, the 
people make the world go around. I love that song. A beautiful song. I, yeah. I'm going to listen to it when I get off. But guess what? Blessed people keep the world going strong. Remember that. When you come across beautiful people, don't, don't mess over them. Be good to them. Because they too have a covenant with God. And and I bring that up because in this world today, it's a muck, it's a mess. And people are wondering, what can I do to help? Well, guess what? Shine your light and be good to people. Preach the word. Preach the word. You know, sometimes people say, oh, you can't enforce your religion on me. Honey, I'm not trying to enforce no religion on you. I'm trying to tell you about Jesus. Because when I was cold shivering in a car sleeping, I was calling on him day and night. And he blessed me and mine with a house. When you sitting up there and you don't have nothing but pork and beans and and oodles and noodles and spaghetti noodles in your pantry and you call on Jesus and people knocking at your door with 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 and this is I'm this is a testimony for me. People knocking on your door. Oh yeah, I know your mom. I, I just something is God touched me and, and wanted me to bring this by. Sometimes it was money, sometimes it was food. You know, my friend uh Kirsten Allen and and Shannon Cassidy Wyatt in PA always coming to see about me and my kids. Shannon uh, took us out to, to eat. You know, Kirsten taking me to the grocery store. It's things like that. Uh, anybody would like to read the remaining uh, verses in uh, 19 uh, verses 30 through 38? I'll read it. Amen. Lot and his two daughters left Hazor and settled in the mountains for he was afraid of us to stay in Zor. He and his two daughters lived in a cave. One day, the older daughter said to the younger, our father is old, and there is no man around here to give us children, as is the custom custom all over the earth. (coughs) Father, to drink wine and then sleep with him and preserve our family line through our father that night they got their father to drink wine and the older daughter went in and slept with him he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up the next day the older daughter said to the younger Last night, I slept with my father. 
Let's get him to drink wine again tonight. And you go in and sleep with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So, so they got their father to drink wine that night also. And the younger daughter went in and slept with him again. He was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter had a son, and she named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter had a son, and she named him Benami. He is the father of the Ammonites of today. Amen. May God add a blessing to the here readers and doers of his holy word. Amen. Now, in this situation, this by no means justifies incest. This is a grievous sin in the eyes of God. Okay? Now, this is back in biblical times where uh people were uh the world was not uh as full as it is today so anybody that do any incest or any stuff like that that's a sin in the eyes of that's the sin in the eyes of that's sin that's a sin in the eyes of god what these two women did was wrong even at that day that then they know they was that's why they got their father drunk because they knew he was not going to be in agreement with that. This is talking about here. You have an imperfect situation. And again, this is a rush to judgment. Just like in the case of, of Sarah. Who thought she wasn't going to be able to have children. You know, these two women felt there wasn't going to be no man to procreate with. So what did they do? You know, and we learn from this situation. We don't do things like that. Wait on God. Talk to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Yes, please. Yes. Think about being real. You, y'all know Brother Desmond, uh, Sister Patricia, uh, Brother Violet, Patrick, and Sister Alessa that there are people, there's ministers, pastor, mm-hmm. mostly obviously now ministers, that still believe that having sex with their children oh, no. is okay. Oh, and, no. Uh, when I think about this, uh, they were sisters, okay? There's about seven or eight of them, and they were called the Pate Sisters, P-A-T-E. You can look them up. Same as gospel group. The one... She uh, died maybe now about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, two out of them grew up in the church. Their father was a minister. And he raped almost half of them. And they were never the same pastor after that. Even in their adulthood, they were never the same. You know, and, and and this is the thing about the devil manipulating God. And see, this is what he did in the Garden of Eden. 
The devil loves mixing truth with lies. Okay? And 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 we are 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 going to uh going to Leviticus and this is we're going to put the devil on blast before we go to the break. Now, if incest was okay, God would not have said you were not supposed to lay upon your parents' nakedness. Now, I don't know. Now, I may be stupid, but I'm not done. I don't know where you can have relations without looking upon somebody's nakedness. Okay? Leviticus chapter 18. Uh, it says it right there. The nakedness of thy father or the nakedness of thy mother shall not thy uncover. She is thy mother. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. You are not supposed to be looking at your child. You're not supposed to be looking at your parent. Ancestors is wrong. Brother, uh, sister, sister, brother, uh, cousin, cu uh, uh, cousin, brother, all of that. All, all of that is not of God. Yes, ma'am. Because, like, we read what they did, but where did it say God said for them to do this? Exactly. And then, uh, um, yeah. Nicole, yes, people, there, and we all know this, there's many out there that carry the title of minister and pastor. God mm. knows their mm. heart, mm. and he gives us the gift of searching. That man was not a minister of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. our Lord. Oh, no. No, they, they use different things. They get there, and they use it for their own things. They're, they're not a disciple. Perversion. There's all, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of false prophets. Carry <laughs> on. In 2023, there are still black and white and other um, minority cults. They're cults. And that's what's so scary is that y'all would think that in 2023, this no, kind of stuff, nobody would follow, especially millions of people follow, but these people got millions of... Every finishing point has a beginning. In our lives, every hardship we face brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of a new is just one short story written by author Brylon Douglas in his book, My Purpose Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an autistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young, who disguises himself to hide from the world, to Mama, Please Don't Go, another heartfelt short story about a young girl named Mindy who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylon Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com. Discussion. Uh, uh, what is this about? Uh, and, and let's look into the scriptures. Let's look into the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I
them because, again, you know, a lot of pastors, they don't preach about straight out saying being a pedophile is a sin. It's a sin. It's demonic. You know, it's being um, involved in a sexual relationship is a sin. Now, mm-hmm. if you mention to them, they, they try and say, oh, well, that goes beyond saying. No, 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 no. Just like you said, behind closed doors, you got to make sure that your parishioners know everything. The laws. Type of miscommunication as a pastor, as a shepherd, you're supposed to correct that and clarify that. Amen, because my everlasting life depends on that. And I thank you, uh, Brother Patrick, for bringing it to the table that it needs to be talked about and have these scriptures to talk about sexual immorality. And and when we look about, when it talks about Lot, we're going to break some scriptures down about incest. Leviticus chapter 18, 7 through 18. Now, this is out of the King James. Let me take this over to the NIV. Um, that way, you know, uh, people can understand it a little bit better, the language. But again, you could look these scriptures up in your own uh, in your own timing, okay? And this is uh, wait, okay. Do not dishonor your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. Do not have relations with her. Verse eight, do not have sexual relations with your father's wife. That will dishonor your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister, either your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born in the same home or elsewhere. Now this is talking about step-siblings. And I'm gonna stop right there. Cause you have, some people who I have to say it in, in this thing, they like to keep it in the family. And then you have, you, I'm just, okay. Uh, oh, we ain't really related. Uh, my, my father married her cousin and your family. The Bible says it right here. Do not have sexual relations with your sister, either your father's daughter or mother's daughter, whether she was born in the same home or elsewhere. This is step cousins, step aunts, step uh, uh, step uncles, step brothers, step sisters. Do not have sexual relations with your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. That will dishonor you. This is talking about there's there's dynamic people. And if you know of anyone that's causing these grievous sins, they you need to call the police. You need to call the police on them. And you need to keep your your family away from them. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I was just Googling because Patrick talking about he hadn't read, you know, about uh rape in the Bible, and I hadn't either, but I Googled something and one of the Popped up, it was Deuteronomy 22nd chapter, 23rd to 29. Ooh, please read it, sister. If a man is found sleeping with another man's wife, both the man who slept with her and the woman must die. You must purge the evil from Israel. If a man happens to meet in a town a virgin pledged to be married and he sleeps with her, you shall both of them to the gate of that town and stone them to death. 
the young woman because she was in a town and did not scream for help, and the man because he violated another man's wife. You must purge the evil from among you. But if out in a country where a man happens to meet a young woman pledged to be married and rapes her, only the man who has done this shall die. Do nothing to the woman. She has committed no sin deserving death. This case is like that, you know, of someone who And it goes on, but that's in Deuteronomy. Yes, ma'am. If you could text those scriptures to me, I'm going to put them in the body of the... The, the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna highlight them now, Pastor, to everybody. Praise God, praise God, praise God, Sister Cole. And you know what? And these, what we are gonna uh, are pioneering scriptures. You know this this study right here. Amen. And, and this is the thing. And and also we're gonna get in here because what it talks about, uh. Uh, with with what we were talking about earlier. Thank you so much, my sister. We talk about er, earlier this sexual immorality, you know, which is all encompassed incest, rape, molestation, all of that is of the devil. And less people might say, oh well, you know what? I I don't know of any scriptures that talk about that. Well, we're bringing out these scriptures. We're about to put the devil on blast. Matthew. Chapter 18, 6. That's Matthew chapter 18, 6. And this is out of the uh, English Standard Version text. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great milestone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. You do not hurt children. You don't hurt people. Luke 17, 2. It will be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than he could cause one of these little ones to sin. Mark 9:42 Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin it would be better for him if he had a great milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea Now this is Matthew, Luke, Mark back to back to back Jesus is putting this right here so there's no confusion. There's no confusion. Sexual immorality, stumbling of an individual, of a soul, means death in the eyes of God. The Bible says you got to speak up for those that cannot speak for themselves. So we need to take accountability. We need to speak up for those that can't speak for themselves. Parents, teachers, whoever you are in the communities, we need to start advocating for people. There's no excuse. Psalm. 127 verses 3 through 5. That's Psalm 127, 3 through 5. 
Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. And this is why I am so proud and I'm so happy that God gave me the ability for me and my kids to put out the book, Restoring Your Inner Peace After Abuse. Because in the book, it talks about how parents need to listen to their children. I thank God for my mother. I thank God for my mother's mother and her father. I thank God for my aunts and uncles. I thank God for my children, my sister, my niece, her husband, Desmond. I thank God for all of y'all, my family, my friends. I thank God. Because my mother is and was always a hardworking parent. And what one person did will not stumble our faith. She is an excellent mother. A God-loving and a God-fearing mother who loves and will lay her life down for her children and her grandchildren. And, and, And the beauty of God that he brought us to this place today that we are able to inform others what to look for and what to recognize. And that's why the devil tried to tear us apart. Because he feared this day, because he knew that the testimony that my mother and I had to give, it would help people. And he can't keep, he can't get his, Nasty claws around innocent people. God is good. Another scripture. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Parents, don't be beating your kids. Talk about the Bible says, spoil the rod, spoil the child. Spare the rod, spoil the child. No, 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 no. The Bible's not telling you to beat your children. Uh-uh. Not at all. If you want to equate something which is logical, I-, I would say don't sit up there and feed your kids candy every day because they might get diabetes. You know, or don't allow them to play video games all the day because they might grow lazy or something like that. You know, I mean, it's, it, you know, and the Bible also talks about honor your mother and your father, you know, so parent should love the child, child should love the parent. Listen, communication. Matthew eighteen ten. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. If you don't love a child, you don't love God. 
example. Can you say that again, Pastor, especially for some of the church people, again, who um, want to ignore children or even say uh, be mean to them? You know what? If you don't love a child, you don't love God. Matthew 18, 10. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. That's Jesus talking. So how are you going to get into God's kingdom if you don't want to love one of God's chosen? Remember, a child song, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. God blessed me with these babies. Just like he blessed my sister with hers. And I say every day, I thank God for my kids. I know I get on their nerves. Just like my sister get on her daughter's nerve. But hey, we're old. Hey. <laughs> You know, they love their grandma, though. You know, and and this is the thing. And I say this, you know, if we, the people in the communities, protect the heritage from God, what a legacy there will be. You know, we need to start putting more programs in the community for our children, for our youth. You know, we need to start encouraging our youth, inspiring them to do more math, reading, and science so they can become doctors, RNs, nurse practitioners, lawyers, professors. Okay. Excellence. So that was Genesis chapter 19. And this all ties into the importance of marriage. And that's where we're going to go from here uh, right now. The importance of marriage. I want to say. When we. Bring back the importance and the sanctity of marriage, we will secure the two parent homes. One parent can't do everything. We need to encourage people, especially our men, our young males, to go into jobs where they could be the breadwinners, where they are able to Uh, work and the wife can stay home with the children so that there's someone there to listen to them if they had a bad day in school. Our mother, Sister Pat, was left to raise two girls. And work full time. And this was back when I believe minimum wage was what, Ma, $3? It was when I started working, $3.35. $3.35. Oh, oh, oh. 
So, you know, and some people might say, well, cost of living was low. Well, you know what? Cost of living was low, but $3.35 ain't nothing. You can't put two girls in ballet or or uh, uh, put them in karate or put them in, 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 in dance or music. And, and, and people say, well, what that got to do? You kids need activities. I was just talking to Sister Nicole about that. You know, and I was telling my my sons and daughter, you know, I want them to be established because kids need extracurricular activities. I know for a fact, I know my kids would have excelled a lot further if I had the money to put them in dance, karate, different social. Not everybody want to play sports. And have arthritis at the age of 35 because you, you're tossing a football. I'm just going to be, why do we always have to be in sports in order to get scholarships? Why can't we get academic scholarships? Why are we not encouraged more to go into track? These are things that we need to talk about that we're moving. And I, I want to stick to, you know, our Bible study today, the importance of marriage. But what this is saying, if we are rooted in God's word, we are better equated to deal with the changes of the world. And if we have the the sanctity in marriage, a two-parent home, we have the opportunity to preserve the legacy. It's hard, you know, and, 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 and let's talk about what are some of the breakdowns in marriages and relationships. Monogamy, sexual immorality, this ties in the Genesis 19. What feels good? People are in search of a climax, of an orgasm, but they're not in search of preservation of the next generation. There are people that feel as though random procreation and new sex is a thrill when they forget going home to one person. That one person that's giving themselves to you, they're giving themselves to you. You don't have to worry about STDs, soul ties. And when you're with one person in monogamy and in unison, both parties get to explore one another. And the intimacy is so great because you're able to know what the one of the other person likes. That's the sanctity of marriage because remember, the marriage bed cannot be defiled. And when we 
put that in the homes, our children, the legacy sees that. And it goes back. I see here, there's a new conventional style of marriages being displayed on television sets. We're no longer seeing uh, the Waltons, Little House on the Prairie. We're, we're no longer seeing shows like that. We're seeing other types of shows that again runs off emotions. Oh, this person touched me the right way. I want to explore this. No. Everything that feels good isn't good. What happened to the shows like Laverne and Shirley where they were single women living in the same house, no no kind of funny business going on. They were just single. They were just, you know, they would date, but they didn't, you know, all this other type of things and stuff like that. You know, now, oh, go ahead. He spent the night over there, Pastor, and Carmine, he never spent the night over there. But him and, um, you know, Shirley were, were uh, boyfriend and girlfriend for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hide over there. And the odd couple. The odd couple. You know, uh, I forget the, the two guys' names. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it needs to be that we're... We are now, if, if we can't look for a television show to bring that back, we need to bring it. It's okay to be single until the right person comes along. Yeah. It's okay to be married and go home to the same person night after night. Because you don't have to worry about going to the doctor and, and getting something that a pill can't cure. Or running into the local grocery store or to the movie theater, running into somebody that, oh, oh, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I had, you know, something with them. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, I had them too. Oh, yeah. Mm. And Pastor, can I say something real quick? Yes, ma'am. Sodom and Gomorrah, how, you know, it does reflect a lot of stuff going on today. Just less than, what, 15 years ago, one of the number one uh, shows, and this was on prime time, like between 8 and 9 p.m., was Sex in the City. And it was about four, you know, uh, single women that were just having, and the one especially, uh, would just have one, you know, one night all the time, one night stand. Mm -hmm. And this was supposed to be hip and chic. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. The pure sexual immorality, like you said, complete deviation from what God's word wants us to be. Mm -mm. See? Oh, and that's why I don't. That's why I don't miss my my cable because all I sit up and watch is HGTV. You know, the have houses and stuff. And, and a few times I might see some gospel shows, or I do like my Lifetime movies, I ain't gonna lie. But uh, that's about it, because all this other 
was recreation and I'm proud that the fact that we raised our children differently you, yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. and that's the thing and 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 and, and uh, Mrs. Blakely and I was talking about this today because it needs to be more education in the communities about that you know, and it's hard. It's hard. And that's what we're talking about today. It's hard. It's hard. Abstinence is hard. It's hard. Okay? We all go through it. That's why the Bible says it is better for you to marry than burn every night. And you have to be in that mindset to to not think about it, you know. And 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 I tell you what, studying in the Word gets you there. Because I'm, I'm I'm yes yes, Sister Pat. Yes, after this is hard, but like I said, I'm looking down the road backwards a little, you know, further y'all, but. From my end of it, it's, it's easier if you don't know what you're missing if you don't go do it. Yes. Hey, man, I was just going to say easier. that to you. But once yes. you do something, it is just yeah. so hard to be over there. But no, no. That's true. <laughs> oh, and I did sign another. I did try to say that there's another like for Patrick. It's a whole chapter in Genesis on race. Mm -hmm. and, oh, what chapter is that? 34. It's about... Uh, oh, I see it. Oh, yes, you said it. You said it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's a whole it's a whole chapter, and when you read what happened to the young man at the end of the chapter, even though he wanted to uh, marry, 
uh, Dinah, her brothers prepare him. Exactly. And and the one thing I, I will say, which, you know, God does not condone vigilanteism. You know, God says vengeance no. is mine. But I mean, Right, no, you're you're right, and and the reason why I say that because you know uh, Patrick is aware of of the things that you know I went through, and so he's very touchy when it comes to violating an innocent person, and so you know, and I'm glad we 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 brought up scriptures where God takes care of that, you know. only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenig State Parkway. The roads and traffic take a turn for the worse. Readers and friends, the angel of death was near. Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another's lives forever. Take this journey in the adventures of Gurgle Boy, written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com. I'm sorry, Miss uh, uh, Sister Pat. Can you read what you can you uh, uh, say what you just said again? Sister Nicole, you have any uh, insight too? I'm just listening and agreeing with what everybody is saying. You know, that, you know, uh, you really, really have to understand. And how I used to say it, uh, even though, like you said, Pastor, it is hard, but 
I just remember, you know, um, I think it's Corinthians, you know, when Paul uh, says that, you know, God says our body is a temple. Yes. So anything that defiles that body is not of God. And one of the worst, I don't want to go with one of the worst sins, but I want to say one of the most internal sins pastor it is, is um, sexual immorality. Because it goes into your soul. And when people would tell me that, oh, whoever you sleep with and whoever that other person slept with, y'all gonna sleep with all these people together, I'm like, wait a second, I I ain't no freak. I don't believe in no, Mm -hmm. you know, orgies and all that stuff. I've only been with one man at a time. But I know now what you're talking about. You know, not just sexually transmitted diseases, but when anybody sleeps with you, take a piece of your spirit and your soul. Yes. Okay. And that is why that is so sacred. God doesn't want us to hurt. He really don't. Mm-mm. And the more obedient we are, the less we do hurt. And I just know for me, some of the men that I was with, it hurt worse because I was intimate with them. I, I felt yeah. you. You know, and it would have been a better breakup. I would have had less heartache if I didn't get in. And like I said, you know, that thing about love me and you'll do this and I'll be your only one. Uh, then I would look across the street and I'm like, wait a second, they're on my dude with somebody else. You know, so um, I just know that it's an old cliche about good things come to those who wait. And they call you, you know, Miss um, Prissy if you're a woman. If they call you um, a square, if you're a guy, that's okay. Because you know what? You are living the way God wants you to live. You are valuing your body. And mm-hmm. you are not defiling your body. Amen. Alive, that's what it really is. Yeah. Yes. Like, for a long time, I didn't do anything and stuff. And that's exactly why I got made fun of. But you know what? It took me a long time to realize the reason they told you to go do it. I think they, they're sorry. They did what they did. And they yeah. want you to go do it too. They, they, yeah. will, they will talk about the safety where you're being slow. You're, um, you, you know, you just like, like you know, old mark and whatever. And I think that's because they would say that Giving up their yeah. They were yeah. not strong enough to hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's hard to say no. See? It's hard to say no to anything that's worthwhile. It's hard to say not to no and don't do wrong. You, you know what? And, and.
And this year had 67. I'm like, uh, when you in the 60s for? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, that's how many times that, you know, I've had sex and I've been with, like, at least, like, 20-something men. And then she looked over at me at the um, lunch table. She's like, how many have you been with? I said, what? I said, I haven't had any sex. And she started laughing. Like, I was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. And she was so cool because all these men were covering her up. But then when I looked at what she did to her body, and all she thought was she was just another number to them, how she diminished what she was and what she had, mm-hmm. and, and put something in me. And I said, I never want to be this low. I never, mm-hmm. I never want to, you know, have all these men talk about, oh, you know, all easy, you know, and uh to the one time because she never talks about y'all having a boyfriend. She only talks about how many times she had sex, and that's all Candy did. She didn't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Sorry, nicknames. I mean, no, that's that's and there's the, the you know oh my goodness I was like there's a whole lot of candies in this world, but I I didn't mean it as a joke. I was just Lord, you know. I said, Lord have mercy. But you know what? I would like for us to take a look in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Okay? And we are going to read from 16 all the way to 20. And in these verses, we're, we're going we're to put the devil on blast. We're about to discover what exactly is soul ties. Now, I know you... You've all heard about this soul ties before. I know I've spoken about soul ties, but I never went into depth about what soul ties is. You know, soul ties, you have soul t- Remember in the, in, in the book of Genesis, when Adam said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. When you have intimacy, sexual relationship, relations with the person, you become one. When their semen enters you, okay? This is why it's it's hard when you break up, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 16 through 20. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? So everything, everybody she's been with, you just been with. For it is said, the two will become one flesh and vice versa. If you lay down with a man that's been around and around and around, everything he didn't lay down with, you laying down with. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So if you, the closer you are to God, the more you abstain from sexual immorality and other sins. Verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples? This is what you were saying about Sister Nicole. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? 
You are not your own. You were bought with a price. You were bought at a price. This is Jesus on the cross. Therefore, honor God with your body. Now, I was married. And in my youth, you could have called me Salamina. Now, with that being said, God is good. Amazing grace. Okay? I abstain with the thought knowing that if I give in, God actually is watching. The Holy Spirit is actually watching. And I had to get that in my mind. Because then it, it, it takes all the fun out of the situation. You understand what I'm saying? When, when you actually know that, okay, you know what? You know, I really love this person. I like this person. And he said he going to marry me and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, God knows my heart. Yeah. You know, and, and let me have this little bit of indiscretion. And then I'll come back and repent because God's not going to see that. That, that. that was in my mindset. And when I'm brought to the scripture, be like, ah, I'm sorry. That is the furthest from the truth. Now, you know, I don't want nobody listening or whatever to beat themselves up. We all sin by thought, word, of deed. We just are not going to use that as a vice to keep on sinning. We're learning. You know, and anybody listening that has a, a, a partner or whatever else like that, a beau, you, you don't, a, a, a girlfriend, you don't want them as a partner. You want them as a helpmate. Remember that. So this is how I think by them listening to this podcast and you guys looking up scriptures together about marriage the sanctity of marriage, fornication, etc. You know, um, one thing, you know, I, I just want to say too, uh, with the beauty of, of, of marriage, um, and, and I bring this up, Hebrews 13, 4, we talked about that. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral, immoral and adulterous. So the thing of it is the marriage bed cannot be defiled unless you bring in other sexual partners because you're bringing in other soul ties. You understand? It's just like literally, uh, I hate to use this example, the Playboy Mansion. You know, you got one man, you got all these women. No. One man, one husband. One one husband, one wife. <laughs> Patrick is silly. Oh. He loved 1 Corinthians 7 2. 
But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Amen. Amen. So before we close, are there any other uh, comments, questions uh, about, oh, we'll say it loud. Okay. You agree? Yeah, yeah uh, I feel like, and this is me, like if, let's say if I choose a wife, uh, preferably I would choose like a virgin. And yes, in this culture, um, they, they might look at us like as weird. The reason why I want a woman who is a virgin is because I want to make sure my child's mine. Right. Because I'm not no shim. I'm not going to pay another man's child or whatever. That's like for me, if I want to get married, I go to marry a foreign woman out overseas. Because mm-hmm. over here in the West, entitlement, like, they want if if you let's say you make some money, women be like, oh, I want that, like that's mine. Well, and brother Patrick and I, I try to talk to him because uh, you know his one friend at work, not to you know tell all the business, but he has a friend at work, and unfortunately, uh, you know his friend just found out that uh, the baby isn't his, and so you know, uh, you know he he married the girl trying to do the right thing. And, uh, you know, so, you know, and, and, and like I tell, you know, my sons, you know, that's one person, one situation. That doesn't mean that all people out there is, is going to be like that. Yeah. Because there are some godly women here in the United States, Brother Patrick. <laughs> 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 Woo, Jesus. Oh, she sounded like I listen. What you say, Ma? I was one of them. Amen. There yeah. you go. If you talk to Grandma, Mommy was the first one out of all of them. I don't, I don't know about that. But I tried to. Well, I'm just saying comparing. <laughs> Woo! And I said, Brother Patrick be bringing these topics. He be bringing. With that being said, uh, all hearts and minds clear? Well, yeah, but can you read that one scripture again? Um, I don't want me to probably say, but um, my boyfriend joined Walter, and I just want oh, to Oh, praise God. For first, first Corinthians 6 again. Yes, yes. Hello, Brother Walter. God bless you. How are you doing this evening? Okay, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, this is 1 Corinthians 6, chapter 16 through 20. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually 
sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Yes, may God add a blessing to the hearer, readers, and doers of his holy word. And again, this is not to, you know, judge, not to beat nobody up. We all have fallen short. But like Donnie McClurkin says, we fall, but we get back up. And in Hebrews 13, 4, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. And the beauty of husband and wife is that the marriage bed is undefiled. And we were saying early, the beauty of going home to one person, you know, you get to explore one another's bodies, you know, because the marriage bed is undefiled and you get to know one another and the intimacy becomes great, you know? Amen, amen. Uh, are there any other uh, questions or concerns? If all hearts and minds are clear, Sister Nicole, if you would uh, bless us with prayer, closing prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for us being here this evening, Lord. Hearing, Heavenly Father, your holy word. Again, Heavenly Father, we are not here to judge others because you are the judge of us, dear God. All we want to do is be closer to you. Remove some of the sins from us, Heavenly Father, because by thought, word, or deed, we all fall short of your glory, dear God. But let us every day strive to be close to dear God. Reading your word, following your word, be examples for others to be drawn closer to you. Lord, we have heard what happened to Lot and his family. And we have heard what you did to Sodom and Gomorrah because of their sexual immorality and their homosexuality and everything that they were doing that was not of you, oh God. We heard from your young man, your child, Heavenly Father, Brother Patrick Douglas, about scriptures against being a pedophile specifically, scriptures mm -hmm. against rape. Mm -hmm. So as Sister Patricia Carter said as well, scriptures Genesis 34, Lord, that is saying that whenever you do this to a man or a woman against their will, that again, Heavenly Father, you are saying that they should be punished for that is wrong and against what you, Heavenly Father, want us to follow. Yes. Lord. Lord God, the most important thing that we learned this evening is again that that sacred unity of marriage between man and woman and knowing, Heavenly Father, that you want us to live together and you don't want us to live apart, dear God. You want us to be uh, equally yoked together, that we will flourish, Heavenly Father, because we know, Heavenly Father, that flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, you made me for Adam, dear God, and that you have each and every one of us on this earth, that you have set us with the soulmate, dear God. So we ask you, Heavenly Father, to just bless each and every one of us, 
Some of us have already been married. Some of us think that we're over with marriage and with dating and finding a husband because of our age. But we continue to live for you, oh God. And we are not done yet. For again, it is in all due season that maybe in our last season of life, that might be the person that you have always wanted us to be with for all our entire lives. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for our minister, Michelle Carter Douglas, praying about the truth behind closed doors, dear God. Mm-hmm. Not letting Heavenly Father us be confused or be ashamed of talking about sex, of talking about intimacy, of talking about relationships. Because this is what we need to talk about in the church. Because this is why we need to be known what is wrong and what is right. That's right. You have to father taught us that we are to be with you, God, and to be with you. We are to refrain from fornication. We are to never adjust with homosexuality, pedophiles, any of that. Because all that is going to do is have a firm forever in you. Amen. So Lord Jesus, thank you, oh God, for everything that you have done. And if it's your will to let us come together again, dear God, next week, let us continue to have all of the voices heard, young and old, that again, most of all, let us love one another as you have loved us. This we pray your blessed, glorious name. Glory. Amen. 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 Thank you again for setting in the word. Uh, We will... uh, have Bible study next Friday, which we will be uh, reading uh, Genesis chapter 20 and 21. So our homework, Genesis 20 and 21. Amen. Amen. Love you all. Continue to study in the word. Bye bye. And what was you saying, Sister Nicole? Amen. On the path to success, we find many adversities. What and to whom can be the stumbling block? Are we being spiritually punished for some things? Or is there something or someone trying to hinder us from receiving Almighty God's blessings? Thinking outside the plantations is based on the evidence-based perspective. Evidence shows who and what is oppressing people today. The plantations of depression, suicide, domestic violence, and addictions will not define us. We have the power to become free. This book will guide you through breaking the chains, thus enabling you to step off those mental and philosophical plantations that impede your social growth. This book is written by abuse survivors and designed for your individual and group studies. Books are available on Amazon.com, both the instructor's manual and the individual book.